Elite Physique University, your source for all things physique enhancement. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Elite Physique University. I'm John Gorman, your host. We got Jason Theobald in the house, freezing his ass off. Jason, what's going on, man? How are you? Doing all right. I like you. I'm battling the weather. It snowed all week. We've had kids out school. I had kids out today, and I were at dad's house, so I had to do homeschooling with Maddox in the morning, try to work, you know, just all the fun stuff. What uh, What's the temperature there where you're at? Do you know? off top Yeah, the car said 24 when I went to the gym. Yeah, it was uh, it was like two here today, oh, uh, which is which is really weird. You know, our good friend Pete Fitchin, he's he's one of our fat muscle coaches. So I was texting him back and forth, and uh, it was like negative eighteen. He took a screenshot of it, mm. and was posting on his social, and you know they're up north in Wisconsin and all those northern states, and you're yeah. a little farther north than I am, but still, man, like yeah, but I mean we're we're it's Kentucky, and I mean that was northern. I mean, but still. It's, they call it Midwest, but it's really like getting towards the South. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't get it near as bad as like Chicago and all of them that are they're, you know, negatives. Yeah. Well, I'll be glad when this shit's over. School's been shut down. We had, you know, one of our guys had to miss work shipping today. So we'll have to cover down a little bit, but it's just part of it. But I know you and I are gearing up to go to Tampa, Florida on the 27th and 28th of March. We do still have tickets available. We only have two super VIP tickets left. So we've, we've, we've got a couple people lined up. We're keeping that small guys. We're only allowing four total people. You guys can train with me and Jason. You'll get a supplement package from new ethics and fat muscle project. Um, you'll get a private Q and a with me and Jason. It's, we really have a lot of fun with those because we can really, really uh, dial things in on that Q and a. Um, so it'll be a blast. And we have regular attendance of tickets um, left, not a ton because we're so limited due to COVID, but check out the show notes, guys. I have that linked up. You can just click on that and go right to everything and see the agenda. We don't have to spend a lot of time on that. We've talked about what we're going to present on, but the amount of information you guys will get PowerPoints, protocols, it's well worth the $250. I mean, if we did all these lectures separately, like we do a lot of the time, you're looking anywhere between 250 to 500 bucks per session, depending oh, on. So, I mean, you guys are saving a ton. Um, Jason, man, we're about to get into a really, really fun topic. Um, anything new with you this week that you want to talk about? I'm, I'm pretty much steady here on my end. I've covered most new ethics stuff. Um, just letting people know Scooby Team Scooby Prep. You know, there's seven of us coaches and we are accepting clients. Um, you know, I have coaches that can do functional med stuff, uh, read your labs, get you, get you on the right spot. And then we have general nutrition and contest prep too. So uh, don't, don't be, you know, uh, don't think we're not taking clients. Hit us up at scoobyprep.com. You can fill out a form and then and, and pick your coach and they'll, they'll contact you. That's, that's about all I have. So I've got a question for you because I've been getting this from a lot of people. It's on the new ethics side and it's about fire boost. I mean, our topic for the day is thermogenics, fat burners, caffeine. Um, and, you know, we could consider that a fat burner because it elevates your metabolism and stuff like that. But the thing I wanted to ask you about, and we'll get into supplements later that are better for fat loss. A lot of people are asking, well, when's thyroid boost going to be? Because everybody's out everywhere. So if you could take the time now to kind of explain the reason why you guys are looking for the right products, if you don't mind, kind of let people know what's going on with thyroid boost because um, that's a damn good product. It's the best one on the market. And I'm telling people just hang in there. It'll be back. Um, but explain to them what you're looking for and why that product is different because you can't just go out and get a bunch of kelp and other shit and like replace everything. Like this product's 
is being dialed in for a reason. So if you don't mind, explain yeah. that. Um, so what happened was uh, we have one country that produces really good glandulars and the glandulars that go in there have active T3 and T4. And um, that country no longer, well, I don't know if they're no longer producing it, but we can't get it from there. So we had to start getting it from different places, but we wanted it to meet up to our standards. And as we tested them, they haven't yet. So rather than just throw a glandular in there that doesn't have any actives, we decided just to eat it and wait till we found the ones that, that are. And we have our third one at the lab right now. And I'm hoping that third time's a charm and we can get into production again. But that is why uh, we are bringing out Thyroboost Essentials um, at some point. Um, so that will cover the thyroid from your iodines, to your vitamin A's, all the things that you need, selenium but it won't have glandulars. And so it's, if someone doesn't need as much higher power or if this happens again, at least we have that offering. So yeah. that's come okay. down the pipeline. And, and I respect the hell out of that. I've told my clients and my customers on fat muscle since we carry it, I say, Hey guys, just wait, hang tight. They're like, well, what's a good replacement? And I'm like, wait and see what they come out with because it just, you just need to wait. So I respect that because I know you guys are actually losing a shit ton of money waiting. Yes, we are. Yeah. Yes, we are. So that's, Speaks volumes. So let's get to our topic today, man. This this is fun. Um, we're going to talk about fat burners and caffeine, and are they fat loss aids or are they a hindrance? And I know you and I look at things a little a little bit differently. Um, you have been for a little bit longer than I have, as far as what caffeine does to your system and what fat loss uh, products do and stems and in that nature. I do want to start this off with some trivia. I don't know if you caught this on the show notes or not, but what do you think the average caffeine intake is? for the United States, just in general. And that's not the, the physique enhancement community, that's just in general. Um, per day, I'm gonna guess 450, 500 milligrams. Yeah, see I did too, man, but it's only 200. And I don't know if that's because, you know, we've got just, just regular people that don't work out, they don't take pre-workouts and stems and stuff like that. They're just getting some coffee, um, yeah. but it was 200. 200 was the average. But well, if you think about that, that's probably, you know, you take out the highs and lows, there's probably some extreme highs. Oh, for sure. There are people that just don't even take any at all. So yeah, yeah 200 is a pretty good amount, but we'll, we'll get more into that. Um, what I like to do is I like to go back and like we do with all of our other podcasts, talk about our history with caffeine and fat burners and stimulants and what that kind of looked like. Um, so what do people normally see when they first get into the sport and they first get into a physique enhancement or what was it like for you? Because, you know, whenever I first got into the sport, I go to a supplement store or yeah. I would go somewhere else and dude, we would see all these shiny supplements on the wall, right? We would mm -hmm. see all the pre-workouts by all these different companies and, you know, in the magazines, muscular development and flex magazine, we saw all this stuff. Um, what was it like when you first got into the industry? Were you pretty, were you pretty wowed by all that? Were you super interested in, uh, like pre-workouts and fat burners? Well, I've been around before pre-workouts. Um, that wasn't right. a thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I always was trying to read what supplements would help give an edge and you know, what, what worked and what didn't. And I would, you know, I didn't have as much money, but I would buy certain things and try it and go from there, you know? So definitely, I was, I was definitely into it and wowed by it and probably why I started a company to this day, you know? Yeah, I, I was always super interested in it. I, I remember, so when I really got started around 2007, 
And I think it was sometime around then, I know I'm dating us, but you know, I think NL explode was pretty much the first popular pre-workout that kind of came out. Um, but you know, I would watch things like road to the Olympian bodybuilding.com and, you know, we'd see all the, the IFBB pros or they would, you know, be drinking their shake when they were sitting there or drinking their pre-workout when they're about to go train and dude, it sold the fuck out of product, especially a newbie like me. I had no idea. So the point that I wanted to make is that still happens to this day. Now, every company, damn near every company, and you don't, but we'll talk about that, has some kind of a pre-workout product. And, you know, in the fishing industry where I came from before this, dude, every lure has 20 different fucking colors and there's 20 different models. And we used to always laugh, you know, those of us that fish professionally, you know, we would always say, the different lures, the different colors, they catch fishermen more than they catch fish, right? Because we would all be in there buying them to catch fish. The fish didn't give a fuck what color it was. They're, yeah. they're fucking colorblind, right? So <laughs> they would catch fishermen. And I feel like a lot of products and stuff kind of do that. And it did with me. So I kind of want to go back in time to really start. Um, let's talk about the research, though. Let's, well, first of all, let's back up. You guys don't have a pre-workout. Talk about that without without going into detail and and all the reasons why and what caffeine does to the body. But you guys don't. Well, have we have essential energy, and that can be used as a pre-workout, but it's keto salt, so it's it's creating focus and energy, um, you know, through a level of you know the, the fat, the fatty you know um, substances, and so it's not uh, derived. It's not stoking the adrenals basically. So, um, we'll get into that more, but that's basically why we didn't put any caffeine in it and we went with keto salts. Yeah. hundred percent. A non-stem pre, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. we're actually working on one now we're calling it bulletproof. Um, I'm adding some pretty cool stuff like phosphatidic acid, which is expensive as fuck. Um, man, I can't get the keto salts, right? That's so hard to get a, a product to taste good. You guys nailed it. Yours is perfect. I know, I know you, you did a great job designing that. Um, and I have all my folks that do keto actually take the essential energy that you guys use. Um, but we're working on one. We do have a, a, a pre-workout that I designed. It's a little bit lower stem. It's a uh, 250 megs for a full scoop, or it's only 125 for a half scoop. And we'll talk more about that for a reason, but man, a lot of the stuff that we see these days, it's designed with such high caffeine. You'll see pre-workouts with like 400 megs of caffeine in one scoop. And, um, man, we see a lot of that these days. Do you think that's something that'll be around for a while? Or do you think as people get more educated, we're going to see that start to drop and trend down? What do you think? I think that, I think there will always be the extreme company that'll keep it um, for those extreme people because they'll see a market, you know, and then that'd be the only place you can get it. But I, yeah, I think, I don't think that's going to last forever. Um, there's too much literature on what it does to cortisol and uh, you know, the adrenals and things of that nature over time. So I, I don't think uh, that'll last. Speaking of this, this is what we normally see in research. And I don't know how much of this you've looked at. I mean, I've looked at a little bit on caffeine, but I'm like, fuck man, it's, just ca it's research on caffeine. It's not going to be, it's not going to be anything out of this world. And I wish people would do more research on long-term effects of caffeine and stimulants and things like that. But normally when you look at research, it claims, you know, caffeine is great for performance. It increases one rep max and all this different stuff yeah. that you see in the research, right? Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, it, it's going to boost performance. But let's talk about this, right? We're not necessarily, that's an acute response. That's an immediate response. 
Let's talk about the chronic response to high caffeine intake, Jason, um, and what it does to cortisol because that in, in the body. And that's, that's a great way to look at this, not just what it's going to do for your workout right now. Let's talk about what it's going to possibly do long term. So what, explain to people what happens when you take in a lot of stims or caffeine. Yeah, so when you take in caffeine, I mean, you're stimulating norepinephrine and epinephrine, um, which are more flight or fight hormones. Um, those are the ones that give us get up and go. So that's why you're getting energy and you're getting cranked. Um, but, you know, as you continue in that, that, that state, if you keep doing that to your body, you'll eventually get sympathetic driven. Uh, cortisol will go up and then eventually cortisol will be pushed to the limit and you'll stop producing it. And then you're going to need the caffeine or else if you don't take it in, you're going to be just like dragging. And so then it becomes like this kind of perpetual nasty cycle. Yeah. And, and you know, the interesting thing too, is a lot of people like with my pre-workout hard to kill, like I said, it's 250 megs of caffeine. I've had a lot of people say, Hey, I love the way you've dosed this. I feel much better on it. Um, I don't crash as hard. And whenever I ask people for more information, it's because they're actually using less caffeine. They were coming off using a shit ton of caffeine, 400 megs, 450 megs per workout. And actually they're feeling better on less. It it's, doesn't have shit to do. My product's not this amazing product. It's just fucking less caffeine. And you know, they started to feel better and I've seen people get in that loop and here I am drinking a monster, right? My caffeine's actually a lot lower than people think. Um, but as time goes on and you drink a lot of caffeine or taking a lot of stimulants, you feel so bad. The best thing you can do is cut back to feel better, but more people actually continue to add caffeine and they start to shut the receptors down even more. And at some point, the only way to refresh them is to just take a, a step back. Yeah. yeah. Um, a step back, be tired, headaches and all those. And, you know, we're not demonizing caffeine. We're talking, you know, people who are slugging down 600, 800 milligrams a day. Um, to get through their days, you know, I mean, if someone, I, I, you know, if someone wants to have two cups of coffee a day, I usually, I used to do that. I've actually kind of cut back right now. Um, been doing tea in the morning, but, um, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, we're not demonizing it. We're just saying, well, don't get caught in that trap where you're taking it too much. Right. And a lot of people are taking it for the performance aspect. We'll talk about the fat burning aspect in a second the performance aspect, excuse me. Um, but let's talk about what it does to the central nervous system because you might get some great workouts now, but Jason, what's happening to those workouts when people do start to feel like slugs? I mean, right. Yeah. They're going to be in the toilet. There's going to be no response and you're going to need more caffeine to elicit it. Yeah. Let, let's talk about something else too. Something you and I have been talking about for a long time is insulin sensitivity and increases in blood sugar, which which kind of fucks insulin sensitivity up. If you guys go back and listen to, I believe it was episode nine, it was an insulin sensitivity deep dive and reset. We really break that down. Um, I think you've got a class coming up on that or, or you just had one and you, you I have some. I, I, my next one's just hormones. Okay, gotcha. I, I know I've got one coming up. I just haven't announced it. This is something that's super important, but I see this issue with caffeine a lot because if we, if, as we've talked about this many times on the show, when you take in a lot of stems, you know, it causes that fight or flight response. And what happens when cortisol goes up is your blood sugar goes up. So you have energy to run from whatever the stress is. So what happens when your blood sugar goes up, insulin goes up to drive it back down. And over time, you know, a lot of high stems and pre-workouts and caffeine and fat burners, they're going to cause your insulin sensitivity to go into the shitter more times than not. You know, some people are freaks and they can just get by with it. 
But man, I see so many people that have insulin sensitivity issues and their blood sugars high over a hundred. They're the ones pounding the shit out of caffeine. How much are you seeing that as far as stems contributing to insulin sensitivity issues? Um, I see it, you know, I, it all goes hand in hand. A lot of the people who come to me have to use a lot of caffeine because, you know, hormones are in the toilet, this and that, you know, they just feel so sluggish. Um, and then, you know, there are times when the blood glucose is high. Um, you know, I've seen people who slug it down and don't get bad blood sugars. You know, this is all genetic driven and what you're susceptible to, but, um, yeah, nine out of 10, if they're killing caffeine all day, um, you know, 12 cups of coffee, I've seen people taking in like their, 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 their dreams are pretty shot and their, their, their blood glucose isn't going to be great either. Cause they're just dumping, um, they're signaling and dumping, you know, basically glucose a lot all day being kind of, you know, stuck with the norepinephrine pegged and, and F epinephrine and all those things. So, yeah. And that's what people don't understand is when you have high, high insulin, high blood sugar floating around, it doesn't matter if you had been dropping calories, you know, if you're at 1500 calories and you had been dropping when that's floating around, that's going to, that's going to stall you out. That's where the, the calories in calories out equation doesn't always trump everything. That's where hormones such as insulin and cortisol can trump things. And we've talked about that before. Um, I want to talk about a little bit of cool research that Bill Campbell um, made a post about. Dr. Bill Campbell, he was back on episode 33, guys, if you want to go back and listen to him. He's the head researcher and he's in charge of physique enhancement research done at the University of South Florida. Um, one of the most respected minds in the business, probably done more bodybuilding specific research than anyone else on the planet. And he made this interesting post, Jason, I want to talk a little bit about this, where he broke down fat burners and he crunched the numbers. And what he found with two different studies, and I don't have them right here in front of me, but they're on his page. I can link them if anybody wants them. Just shoot me an email. Um, he found research showed that when you take in a thermogenic agent, right, like a fat burner, uh, yep. whatever one's on the market, it would increase your resting metabolic rate, the calories you burn by 8%. So a lot of people hear that, and I hear that immediately, and I'm like, well, shit, man, 8%. You know, if I'm eating 3,000 calories a day to maintain and I can take a fat burner, it increases that 8%, that's great. But that's not what that means. When you take in a fat burner, it's only in your body, you know, in and out doing its thing, peak levels, you know, two, three hours, and then it's, it's down. So what that does is that increases your resting metabolic rate by 8% for those two hours, for that two, three hours max, right? So he crunched the numbers for us. And you know what we got at the end of the day by the extra calories burned? It was, it was really low. I'm trying to remember. It was like 16 to 30 calories. I, I didn't write it down, wow. but it was real low. Total extra burn for the day. So if you want to spend 60, 70, $100 on fat burners, the research shows you're only going to burn less than 50 calories extra a day. I mean, is that really worth it for what it's going to actually do to your insulin sensitivity, your blood sugar and things of that nature? What what do you think about hearing those numbers, man? Have you heard that before? I mean, I've not heard them before, but I'm not surprised. I mean, I don't put over-the-counter fat burners in plans. I mean, they're, I don't carry it in my supplement line, and I don't, I don't use them. I don't even know what brands are out there and what the names of them are. I, I don't either. And it's one thing, I, I want to be careful here, but it's one reason why you know I don't work for any other supplement companies anymore. I'm not a sponsored athlete with anyone else. Um, and I see it across the board, man. It's nine out of 10 supplement companies push fat burners. And, you know, some people I know, they just didn't know this information. Fuck, I didn't know it. 
but I still never recommended it to my clients. I never had them try and go out and buy it. And really, if you look at it, it's a money grab. There's a lot of people that will buy this. And um, when it comes down to ethics and integrity, I mean, I know you don't want me to do this, but I have to toot your horn. You're sitting here losing a fuck bunch of money because you don't want to get the wrong mix of glandulars and stuff out for Thyroboost. These other companies are putting out a product, guys, that if you're listening, it's not going to fucking do anything. You're going to burn an extra 20 fucking calories a day and you're asking your clients to spend 80 bucks a month on all these different packs. Um, but here's my question for you. Even though they do barely increase everything, do you think that fat burners can actually stall people out instead of help with fat loss? I have a point of view to where I feel like if they're used too much and for too long, it can actually stall people and hinder fat loss. What, what are your thoughts on that? What do you think? Well, I would think indirectly, yes. Um, basically, it comes back to the things we were talking about earlier. You know, um, you know, if you're relying on that stimulant and you've taken too much of it, you're eventually going to crash and then you're going to be low energy. Your training's not going to be burning the same amount of calories. You're not going to be burning maybe the same amount of calories at rest as your body slows down um, and the adrenals just stop working. So um, we're pumping out low. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, I, I think it could definitely hinder it over time if someone abuses them. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something I think that you guys need to watch out for. I know this is a different spin than what you hear a lot of people talk about in the bodybuilding community. Um, but there it is. Let's talk about those, some of the best supplements that people can use for their money. And people have to understand we both own supplement companies. Um, but hopefully, you know, they're not going to get too turned off by this, but some of them are things that we carry. I think the number one that people need to understand out there is um, the one we've been talking about for quite a while is, is L-carnitine. I think that probably right now is a hot um, product because a lot of people weren't aware of it until really you kind of brought it to the forefront, I would say two or three years ago when we did the Ask a Diet Coach at your house and you talked about injectable L-carnitine. I had had my clients taking uh, pills for, I mean, fuck for the last 10 years. But it's just dose so low, we just didn't know how much it was helping. So then, of course, I came out with a higher dose product. You've got a liposomal that you talked about that you're bringing out, and that's going to be really fucking interesting. That's probably going to change the supplement industry, actually, right there. Um, so injectable carnitine, I think, is one of the best actual fat burners. Do you have any others that, that you want to add to the list there? Um, well, I mean, listen, uh, you know, we talk about pads here. Clenbuterol works. Right. <laughs> um, T3 works. Um, you know, and then you've got your over-the-counter supplements. Our Thyroboost definitely works. I mean, we've seen it on labs time and time again, bumping up free T3. Um, yeah, it got mine to like 3.6. Yeah, mine's yeah. at 3.4, and mine's yeah. always been low. My TSH has always been kind of in the fours. Um, so those all work. Um and then honestly, if someone's on diet and they're doing well, I still see MCT work for people. Um, you know, it's, it's got science behind it that it actually can help burn body fat. And uh, I see it work more than I would ever put uh, uh, a fat burner into someone's, pro into someone's um, plan. So yeah. uh, those are the ones that jump out at me. Um, yeah, our liposomal L-carn. Basically, the science behind it is, is that what happens is oral L-carnitine gets broken down by the stomach and you're only getting a percentage of it. Um, 
and injectable obviously skips the stomach completely right into the bloodstream. And so what we're trying to do is come out with a product that tastes good and will deliver the 400 to 600 milligrams of L-carnitine directly to the bloodstream via um, the area under the tongue where you can sublingually uh, have things in like basically um, pass through the barrier of the skin. So yeah. that's what we're trying to accomplish. And we have samples, I believe, coming soon and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's that's super interesting, man. Like I said, I dose mine pretty high, four grams a day uh, into a couple doses. Um, but sublingual, man, that's that good job thinking of that. A, a couple others I like to mention are just a glucose disposal agent. I think those they're not necessarily fat burners, but they help you burn body fat better. Uh, by keeping insulin lower. Um, and then to me, I just, everybody that preps with me, they're going to use your Cordy's product that they're just going to, because you're going to keep cortisol lower, which is going to keep insulin sensitivity better. Like if someone's dieting and they're not using that uh, within their, my client, they're wrong. Like they, there's a reason why they get, they all get stage lean, you know, 99 to hundred percent of the time it, without any other issues. And, and that's a big part of it. Um, so I think those are ones you guys are better spending your money on plus yeah. from a long long-term health perspective you're not gonna crash your fucking adrenals and your cns so no. you're just going to you will with clenbuterol no <laughs> yeah right that that yeah. one will fuck you up or if that one will that one will do it um yeah. but it does work so like you know add it the last three weeks or something ephedrine like, back in the day man it, it worked too but it'll also crush your adrenals yeah i felt like that was back well back when i first started like 2007 man i felt like shit taking that yeah, I didn't love it either. No, it was so I don't terrible. like exams really anyways. Yeah, I mean, I have a little bit of caffeine. So speaking of that, uh, people are going to want to know, so what do you guys recommend? Jason, what, do you, what are you good with as far as like a daily caffeine allowance sure. to have? Do you care about timing? What's your thoughts on that? I will tell my clients, you know, but remember, I get a lot of clients that come to me that need some healing and, you know, we got to pull things back. We got to fix digestion. So I, 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 when I detox on my, for the first 14 days, I pull all caffeine. Um, and then crank up phase one, phase two detoxification, which helps estrogen leave the body, um, et cetera, et cetera. And so, um, uh, I'll cut it out. And then they always ask me like, what can they put back in? And once I get them off of it, I'm like, well, just do a cup a day, like pre-workout. But you know, like if someone's fine and healthy, I think 250 milligrams a day is fine. I mean, you know, I, you could save it for pre-workout, like what's in your pre-workout, you know, and then they could just not do, uh, do decaf the rest of the day. If you just like taste the coffee, um, or you could split it up, you know, um, do a coffee in the morning and then did a half a scoop of your pre-workout, something like that. And that'd give you 125 mix. So there's ways that people can do it and be safe. It's, um, it's when you feel like you need more, maybe that's the time to actually do less and reset. hundred percent, man. Um, a lot of people don't think of it that way. It's it's hard to grasp. I'm the same way. I like to recommend, hey, if, if, if you really need something before you train and you've got a pre-workout, it's got all the other cool shit in there, beta alanine, citrulline, and, and you really like that, go ahead and hit that pre-workout, but then try and keep your stems low the rest of the day. And if you're not taking a pre-workout, you know, and you like coffee, a couple cups of coffee is cool, spread out. Um, if you like sugar-free monsters, I mean, this one I'm drinking is only 150 caffeine. Yeah. For one can. So like if you did one can in the morning and then you did one can in the afternoon at three o'clock, it's only 300 megs of caffeine. So like 
you know, if you're somebody that needs something twice a day, maybe you do that. That's, that's pretty low. It gets you somewhere under, but you know, I like to see under 400 total for the day, just for everybody in general. But dude, I know a lot of people are taking in a thousand and they say, Oh, you know, I feel great. So it really they depends. feel great now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for a long I think, time, I but, think if you keep doing that. You're going to, they're, you're, they're unicorns. You're, you're, you've built reliance. I, I think you, you've built reliancy on it at that point. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I know personally, if I go above 600 for more than a few days in a row, I feel like straight trash. I wake up the next day. I, I don't want to train. And a lot of that comes down to how you feel the next day after, to me anyway, on when I know I need to cut. I out. haven't hit 600 and I couldn't tell you when, so I don't know. You probably wouldn't fucking sleep. Your receptors I are would. probably so clean. Yeah, I, I haven't had coffee in two weeks. Um, so yeah, I, I would be wired. And finally, last thing, and then we'll wrap this up. I don't know about you, but when I've actually gone completely without caffeine, I did it once for a month. I, I just like a lot of the drinks that have it in there, but when I've gone without caffeine, dude, I had more natural energy and felt better, more stable than I've ever felt in my life. What are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you feel that way personally, or do you feel better with a little bit just to kind of get you up and going? Um, I feel, I feel like that, you know, I feel like I get a little more energy with it, honestly. Um, but, um, I can feel pretty good once I get it detoxed out of my system, but I think there's a happy medium. I do like to have a coffee before I go, um, train. Um, but uh, I've cut it out just right now because I've been having more anxiety and I've been on this PCT and I'm just trying to just basically detox my body. So that's where I've been with things, but yeah, you know, I I can get to a point where I feel real steady, but I, I I think there's a mix, man. Like where if you, if I get about 150 for the day, I probably have a little better energy. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Um, guys, this has been a fun episode. I really like us giving a different spin on this. Go out and check out the show notes. All of our information is there. If you need to email either one of us, you want to check out any of the products we talked about, but more importantly, the seminar link is going to be there for Tampa. So we really hope to see you guys there. Jason, this has been a fun episode, man. I think it's time to get out of here and uh, go back to trying to stay warm, man. You good? I'm good. All right, man. For me and Jason, we're out of here. Thanks guys. Yeah.